Welcome, friends, in uh, Internet land. I guess that's what we call it. Uh, this is St. Joseph Radio Presents. Christology. You've heard of it, right? But how about... Pneumatology. New- Pneumatology. <laughs> the study of the Holy Spirit. I think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the St. Joseph Radio Presents live program broadcasting to you from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. The program that for over 30 years has brought you eloquent speakers from across the globe to help explain, clarify, and evangelize the Catholic faith. Our program covers a variety of topics relating to current issues and occurrences in our daily lives. Now, with the aid of technology, we are able to bring the gospel message to the four corners of the world, where Christ himself did say, those who have ears ought to hear. It is our hope at St. Joseph Radio that through these programs, we can help evangelize the world and change one soul at a time. Now, here is your host to introduce today's guest and topic. Well, thank you, Matt. Uh, I am your host today. I'm Peter Karutz, and we are here in studio with Father Larry Huber. Again, Father, thanks for being here. All right. It's been a month. It's been a month, right? Hey, it's a month. You know, when you, remember last... la- you probably don't remember what we talked about the last time, do you? Do you? Um, the, the Eucharist and transubstantiation, we did all that. So. Wow, that was a lot. Yeah. yeah. That was a we, lot. We ran out of time. So. I know. We probably should do a part two on yeah, that. We yeah. really should do a part two yeah. on that. Um, anyway, but today, look, uh, you know, to some extent, this is a learning experience uh, for you, but for me, too, mm-hmm. let me tell you. So we've all heard of something called Christology, Study right? Study of Christ, yeah. Study of Christ, and I got some uh, other resources for you on that that'll really be fun, uh, a little video. But but have you heard of, and I'm going to try hard here, <laughs> pneumatology. Pneumatology, hit it. Pneumatology. So yeah. Father, when I were talking about this, we said, well, we're going to do pneumatology. And, and here's what I said to Father. I said, Father, you know, I, I got to tell you, I, 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 my, my, under, my um, depth of knowledge in this area is not that deep. You know, I, I know what Cardinal Newman said, you know, that the, <laughs> the, uh, you know, to read the Church Fathers is to become Catholic. And Father said very gently, no, no, I think you got that wrong. <laughs> it's not Newman, Cardinal Newmanology. Newmanology, it's Newmanology. Newmanology. What in the world is Newmanology? The study of the Holy Spirit. Ah, so there you go. Yeah. A new word for me, and I'm telling you, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah you the betcha. Ho- the Holy Spirit has been active. Now the question is, will we act on His grace? Yeah. So anyway, uh, as we say, we always start with a prayer, and Father, you've agreed to say our opening prayer, if Let's you would, do it. please. All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, continue to fill our hearts and our minds with your presence and, and break open our hearts and our minds so that we can truly understand your presence in our lives, and we know that the Holy Spirit is constantly communicating to us through the Church and through our own individual journeys, so help us uh, to understand your your presence. And let's remember uh, the love of the Blessed Virgin Mary as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph. Pray for us, Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And I think either yesterday or today, 
maybe it's today is the feast of St. Peter Claver as well. Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, Yesterday. yeah. Yesterday. I knew it's close. So yeah. there's, um, and I'll talk more about it, but there's going to be a little get-together of the Knights of Peter Claver this weekend at St. Nicholas, but I'll talk about that we, later. We did, uh, obviously, the, the readings for St. Peter Claver as priest, and then we, we read uh, in our breviary uh, some of the writings of each, uh-huh. when we celebrate each of the feast days, and then we read some of the writings of P- St. Peter Claver, and he described what happened when he, he and his friends found out that there was a new group of, of African slaves coming off the ship. And it, it was so upsetting to read as yeah. he went out there. He had to push his way through all the, the people and he and his group, and there, was, there were several human beings laying on the ground. They, they were just, they were literally dying of the voyage, and then he had to cover them up of their nakedness. And I, I just remember for some reason, I remember the catechism of the church and what she teaches about slavery, twenty-four, uh, paragraph 2414, and basically the indignity of it all. It, 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 it's, it lowers the dignity of the human being to do that. Yeah. And yeah. he described it so beautifully and awful, awful, yeah, in yeah. an awful way, what was happening there. Yeah. So. And you know, look, the church has always had slavery, yeah. the, the slavery right, you know, and we, we're bound by our English language, and slavery has one word, but there's a lot of different things. There was a there was a time where uh, bankruptcy, if you were, was an, a voluntarily, voluntary slavery for mm-hmm. a period of time to yeah. work off your debt. That's entirely different, different than what yeah. we're talking about yeah. here. But anyway, just, we've talked about it. Let's, you know, St. Peter Claver was, was a, a a Spanish Jesuit who mm-hmm. actually wanted, asked to come over mm-hmm. to minister to the, to the slaves coming off the ship. So he lived in Cartagena, and he called mm-hmm. himself the slave to the slave, slaves. Yeah. And there are stories of him literally uh, ministering bodily and spiritually yeah. to, the, to these men and women who came off the ships and literally were dying in the mud. Yeah, literally. And what we have to remember, too, is some of the first slaves in the first, second, and third century were Christian. Yeah, I mean, we were right. we were the ones that were enslaved, right? And so that's probably why the church didn't really have much to say about it until after the into the fourth century and fifth century, and and we've had popes and bishops speaking out against the evils of slavery, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, so but we're talking about the Holy Spirit, yeah. So there you go. Uh, and I just got to tell you one thing that really inspired me, Father. I'm I'm listening to Jeff Cavins through uh, Father Schmidt's uh, the Bible in a year. And a week and a half ago was episode 244. For you, yeah. For me, episode Mm -hmm. 244, and it was the 13th chapter of Daniel. Mm -hmm. And there was a terrible circumstance in there. We'll talk about it later. But Daniel is quiet through the whole thing, Mm -hmm. and Daniel actually speaks up at this great injustice that's going to happen. This virtuous woman is going to be killed, is Mm -hmm. going to be stoned. And And he says just one sentence. He says, the blood of this woman is not on my hands. And we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit, but clearly the Holy Spirit was, was acting through and with Daniel, mm-hmm. and Daniel could have kept quiet mm-hmm. and not gone against the whole town. But he, he acted at the mm-hmm. appropriate moment with the appropriate words. God helps us. The Holy Spirit gives us the words we need yeah. at the time we need it them. It really does. And last week, uh, our first reading was Wisdom. I think it was the ninth chapter. And what did it talk about? The Holy Spirit. So a lot of people think, well, there's no references of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. 
that's a big negatory there. It, there's a lot of references about the Holy Spirit. And, and so here's a guy that was living in Egypt. It's one of the few books that was written outside of Palestine. Yeah. It was written in Egypt. Right. And he made reference to the Holy Spirit there. That's how we're going to understand God. That's right. The Spirit starts in the beginning. Remember, the, the, the earth in the yeah. Genesis was, uh, was void, and, the, and there was water, mm-hmm. and the Spirit of the Lord came over yeah. the water, right? So he's been with us and acting forever. Yeah. The question is, Will we accept it, mm-hmm. and will we act upon it? Yeah. And, of course, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Yep. And and it's the Holy Spirit that moved on the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she said yes, her fiat, she said yes, and then the Holy Spirit then uh, made the Word become flesh and dwelt among us. It's the Holy Spirit that raised the second person of the Trinity from, from death, and so the Holy Spirit is responsible for reaching in and raising Jesus from the dead. It's the Holy Spirit that uh, that started the church in Pentecost. We read about this in the early books of Acts, and the Holy Spirit came upon the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Apostles in the form of, of fire. And then we believe as Catholics, it's the Holy Spirit that takes the, the bread and wine and, and transforms it completely into the body and blood of Jesus, where it's no longer bread and no longer wine. It is completely transformed into the very body and blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit makes that happen. It's the Holy Spirit that uh, continues to guide the Church in what we should do and what we teach and what we... And sometimes it took a a while for the Church to understand what the Holy Spirit's communicating. And it's the Holy Spirit that communicates volumes to each and every one of us, that confirmation we are confirmed the Holy Spirit, and it's the fullness of the Holy Spirit in us. And so we don't have to look outward uh, toward to hey Holy Spirit where are you the Holy Spirit is confirmed in us and the Holy Spirit is communicating to us in volumes at any moment we just have to raise those spiritual antennas up to to understand that Holy Spirit there just say yes yeah. right just yeah. say yes because God will respect our no if we decide to say no but the Holy Spirit is working through us and uh, with us and, and He is as you said the uh, the third person in the Blessed Trinity mm-hmm. one God three persons absolutely and so this ties into the Trinity obviously uh, how is it that we Christians believe in one God and that's one thing all of us religious folks we can we understand that there is one God heck even philosophers Greek philosophers before Jesus came along. Uh, Maybe not before Judaism. Judaism gave the world monotheism, that there has to be only one God. And, the rest, and in the meantime, the rest of the world was, was worshiping polytheism. They, you couldn't get enough many, that many gods. And so Judaism really brought to the world monotheism. There was a, a, some relics about some um, philosopher or somebody in, in that, Egypt uh-huh. uh, that was, was popped up there, but definitely Judaism help the world understand monotheism, that there can only be one God, and then Greek philosophy reinforced it. Right. And so there has to be one God. Now the question is, it looks like you Christians, us Christians, have three gods. Yeah. And of course, we believe that they're, they're, they're from one, there's one God, but they're three divine persons, right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And what unites them is love. What unites anything is love. Hate divides and love unites. And when you've got perfect love flowing from the Father 
to the Holy Spirit and the Son and vice versa with the other, th- then you got perfect unity. When you got perfect unity, you got oneness and you got God there. Yeah. So, so that's how we explain all that, and, and that's that's pretty brief. And it's and it's hard to it right? understand. You know, we 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 see we are one person, one human being, and we're one mm-hmm. person, right? We yeah. have one soul. We're one person, but there are entities that are not human beings, but they're a person, right? Yeah. You got angels, right? They're yeah. not human beings. Well, you got God. He's one entity, but three persons. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. Three right? divine persons, three absolutely. Three divine persons, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's just a, it, understanding that we're more than our corporeal body. Yes. We are a, a spirit, right? We yes. have a soul, yeah. and we're a person. Right? Yeah. And it, it isn't that we're just divine, or uh, excuse me, that we're, we're a spirit and soul, and then, by the way, we got this this body that's attached to it. No, we're we're embodied spirits. We're embodied right. soul. It's all connected to us, who we are. So, and then getting back to the to the again, love unites. Right. And so we that's why we say God is love. Yeah. Because it's perfect love, and there's perfect unity there, and that and we hope to participate in that divinity. Yeah. And if we got to if our hope if our hope is is divine. Then we need a lot of divine help, right? And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in, also giving right. us those graces, right? And and this study that we're going to start moving into is say it again, new pneumatology, pneumatology. Yeah, yeah. So that's something to to remember. Pneumon is is uh, I believe it's a Greek word. I, I hope I'm got that right. Where breathe the breath, uh-huh. and uh, so uh, and then. I, uh, tology or I, I, ology is a study of so right. and so pneumatology is a study of the breath or or the Holy Spirit right. there. Right. So yeah, and, and didn't our Lord after the resurrection breathe on mm-hmm. to the apostles and That's say right. receive the Holy Spirit? John twenty one there yeah. yeah receive the Holy Spirit whose sins are forgiven are forgiven and whose sins are retained are retained yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what Jesus did. So that's John's version of the uh, the beginning of the church. Right, and then Luke had had a, a version of that too with the Pentecost there in right. Acts second chapter there, so yeah, the whole Holy Spirit is very important. Now the question is, how do we retain then our freedom? Because okay, so now we understand God and His oneness, and yet there's three divine persons, and love unites completely in, in the Holy Spirit there. But now, if, if we need the Holy Spirit. To do good and avoid evil, how, where's the freedom and all that? That's mm-hmm. the argument, sure, right? Of course. And so th- now, the, our belief in the Holy Spirit also teaches us not only about God, but about us as human beings. And so, where is the freedom and all that? So, we believe we need the graces that come from the Holy Spirit in order to do good and avoid evil. But how do we participate in that? Is the key there? So. To do that, to really explain that, it's really cool to to show the the poles of how this works. There, okay. So on one pole, you have Doc, doc or not Doctor Martin Luther King. You have uh, uh, the Dominican uh, Martin Luther uh-huh. uh, way back in the 16th century, uh, where he uh, he broke away from the church. Right now, this is he was a Catholic monk. Monk, yeah, priest, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, he was a hot mess, as they say, and uh, he was he was a scrutinizing guy. And he went to confession when he was a, a Catholic priest. He went to confessions for long periods of time. Yeah, he, and, he had a problem with scrupulosity. But, yes, he did, and and so do I sometimes. So that, let me just remind everyone that this is Saint Joseph. This bower is flying by already. This is Saint Joseph Radio presents coming to you live from Saint Louis, Missouri. I'm your host Peter Grutz. This is Father Larry Huber, and we're going back to. 
Martin Luther yeah, yeah. and his uh, scrupulosity, yeah. I guess. He had a very negative view on human beings, yeah. and he saw human beings as dung. Yeah, and I, we won't. We'll just leave it at we that. We know what that is. We know what that is. It's it's yeah. It's human waste. Yeah, and and he saw then God's graces as simply like snow that that flows down and covers the dung, and on the outside it looks good, but when you wipe away the snow, you still got dung. And he so the bad thing is, uh, Luther saw looked at human life as really decrepit. And we are broken, but not as de- we're not dumb. We're still creating the image and likeness of God. The good thing, though, about it is he, he really pushed that we can't do anything without God's graces coming down upon us. So there was bad things and good things that, that he brought to the world. Yeah, bad thing, we are, we are not dumb. No. And we are, cre- we are created to, with great possibilities— uh, the good thing, though, is we do need to rely heavily on God's graces, so good for him to, to point that out. So that's one pole. On the other side of the the, uh, the river, is, on the other pole, is uh, Pelagianism. Mm-hmm. Now, Pelagian, it, Pelagius ha- had a very good view of human beings. He actually thought that we can get through life without ever sinning. There's that possibility. And he thought that we can do good and avoid evil without God's graces, that when Jesus came and, and died for, for our sins, he left a good example of sacrifice and everything else, but that's where it stopped. Now, so there's good and bad with that. Uh, the bad is that we do need God's graces. Uh, but the good thing was that, okay, human beings are created in a beautiful, beautiful way, but we're broken. Yeah. Okay. So, and he didn't he didn't emphasize the brokenness so much. Yeah. So, so those are the two poles. One pole is saw uh, a a very negative view of human life, but relied on God's graces. That's Luther. And the other pole is Pelagianism, which saw the beauty of human life, and it was so incredibly created that that uh, we don't need God's grace. So we got His example. Now, again, both those are heretical. Both Correct. those are very heretical. I want yep. to emphasize that. Absolutely. So now, where where it and then Pelagianism too re- said, but we need freedom. So if we if we rely on God's graces, uh, then where's the freedom in that? But we God creates in such a beautiful way that again, according to His view, that we don't we need to act, we need to He gave us freedom, so we don't need His graces. We can get there. We can we can avoid good and 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 and. Um, uh, do good and avoid evil without God's graces, because He wanted to in- keep intact our freedom. Right. So those are two wrong poles there. Right. Okay. So now, where is it that that uh, that is? It? It's in the middle, basically. Yeah. That yes, we are creating the image and likeness of God, and we're created beautifully, but that beauty is broken, and we do need more help than God's Jesus' great example on the cross. We need more than that. Uh, although that would have been good enough, but for 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 maybe in one theory, but for us it's not good enough because we're so broken. Yeah, we need God's graces there. Yeah, and you know, and I I'm, I'm not going to defend um, Pelagian, mm-hmm. yeah. but I will confess that I, in in some ways it it, it is um, natural appeal, mm-hmm. right? And 
you know, as as men, we and women, I guess, we we try to take responsibility for our actions. Correct. Right? You know, we 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 say, well, you know what, I can, you know, pick myself up from my own, you know, bootstraps. I can make a difference. I am taking responsibility. I will, and those are good things. Absolutely, those are very good attributes. Things. Yeah. But one of the things that I think that Pelagian missed entirely is the simple fact that all the good we do comes from the grace of God. It Absolutely. doesn't come from us. No. You know, God is all good, mm-hmm. right? He created all good. When we do good, we are cooperating with his grace. So it didn't initiate from us. It initiated from God. When, and we, the freedom that he says we're not, you know, we're, we're losing because of grace, which is crazy, is our yes, Correct. Right. So, and, and I, I'll tell you, Father, I struggle with that too, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I know at some point in time you say, you know, God, I put this in your hands, mm-hmm. right? Because you're in charge, you're God, and I'm not. And and the natural inclination is to say, I can do this, I will do it, on and on. But at some point, as you said, we have to realize we are broken. Yes. And until we lean on Christ, we cannot enjoy the fruits and the benefits of all his mm-hmm. graces. One of my favorite pictures, and I wish I had one, I mm-hmm. don't have it anymore. Yeah. I was at a retreat center, and there is this man who is a, a young man who is clearly very fit, mm-hmm. right? He's, you know, he's, he's bare-shirted, mm-hmm. no shirt on him, mm-hmm. and, and he's got shorts on, mm-hmm. tattered, mm-hmm. you know, just rags. He is clearly beaten and almost unconscious. Christ is carrying him. Oh wow! He can't carry himself. Yeah, you know, or that other image, and 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 you and you see it from under the water, and you, what you see is a hand, re, you know, reaching out of the water because this person is drowning, but there's Christ mm-hmm. dragging him up. Mm-hmm. We cannot do it ourselves. Pelagian is wrong. Mm-hmm. We can't do it ourselves, mm-hmm. but all the good we do does come from God. It does. It's grace. For us to do good. Yeah. And I, I want to go back to that thought, but I, I want to get back to, so wh- where's the freedom with this is that, like you just said there, Peter, we we freely choose to respond to God's graces or we choose not to. Yes or no. Yeah. And, and actually the freedom gets more uh, accentuated if we are aware of the situation that we need God's grace. The more we're aware of that, the more it actually helps us accentuate our freedom, that, that okay, at this point in time, I am choosing to operate out of God's graces by being nice to this person, my wife, my children, my, my, my parishioners, that I, God, give me those graces right now because I'm having a moment here, mm-hmm. and then that really accentuates the freedom. Okay, Now, going back to Plagian, but like you were so—that was really cool what you brought up there. We live in a world— where we admire self-initiative, right? At, and it, and I admire it. Sure, I, I it's just awesome to to see people take uh, the bull by their horns and 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 create something for themselves. There, that that's totally awesome. And we certainly need to 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 be creative in doing good and avoid evil too. We need to be we need to exercise our freedom in how we live our our vocational life. That's that's great. The, the the challenge is though, how do we do that and not make it about us? Right. That's now. Here's another poll. Okay. So on one poll, how do how do we do this and not make it about us and me me me? 
And on the other pole, too, if we say, well, I can't do anything, it's up to God, so I can be, I'm just going to be slothful. Right. I'm just going to be lazy, and I'm not going to... As Luther said, sin and sin boldly, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. So, so that's the challenge for us. Okay, what, what part of this, like, as you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this later on, the Holy Spirit has grabbed me to, to help create this community of transcendent men. Catholic CTM is our website and our Facebook page and our YouTube channel and everything else. And I got to keep asking myself, okay, now, is this about me? Is this what the Holy Spirit wants me to do? Because I don't, you don't, we get in trouble when we make everything about us. Right. Yeah. And so it's a challenge. Do, do what? What part of this do I do on my own, or am I doing this on my own? Am I doing this in cooperation with the Holy Spirit? It's just a constant challenge. Yeah, and among all the guys too, right? Sure, it is. Sure, it is. And freedom. I, I think what we, uh, what you're trying to emphasize here, uh, is that uh, the opposite of what Pelagius said. Freedom is something that grows more with more grace. It does. So you have more freedom with grace rather than less freedom. And, and maybe just think about it. When you were a kid, you had, you know, you complained, I can't do this, I can't do this, mm-hmm. I can't do that, I can't drive. But, but think about it. As you got older and you got more freedoms, you had greater responsibilities, right? Correct. When you drove that first car that you didn't, likely didn't buy, mm-hmm. that you didn't earn, that you're not, you had this greater grace, mm-hmm. more freedom, but the responsibility was equally mm-hmm. greater. So with... With more grace, you get more freedom, but more is expected of mm-hmm. you. From, Absolutely. From much more. What we, we were talking about this earlier today. Uh, John Paul said... Uh, um, yeah, the freedom to do what you yeah, ought. The, yeah, freedom, free, yeah, freedom really means not to do anything you care to, but to do what you ought. ought yeah. And, and it works the same way, whether you're talking about driving a car leading a family, leading a parish. Mm -hmm. There's great freedom, but great responsibility. Over the centuries, when we, as a church, had developed our our theology on pneumatology, we just can't help but to fall into this whole discussion of freedom. Mm -hmm. The two are really, really, really connected there. And so then the next question is, well, what what is freedom? Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, our world tilts on Pelagianism, right? Because sure. we, we believe in the self-initiative and everything else. And and again, you and I, I think we all agree that self-initiative is great. Um, so we, 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 we do that. And the other thing our world tilts on, too, is that it has this uh, big lie on their definition of what freedom is. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago, I was, I was when I was going to college, down I was going to college down in southeast Missouri and living in the dorms. And well, we have the the freedom to play our music as loud as we want and to play those lewd lyrics and everything, that's our freedom. And I'm, and I'm like, well, that's, that's, not, that's not freedom. And freedom always is, is um, there's always something that comes before freedom, and that's duty. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but duty needs to come first, so we have the freedom to, to uh, own land. Okay, right. because we had the duty to cultivate the land and supply for our family and everything else. We had the duty to vote because we or we had the freedom to vote because we had the duty to to make sure we have people going to our government uh, situations that carry our values with us. So the duty always comes before the freedom. 
They're and late. It, it, yeah, if it if there's no duty before the freedom, it's not it's not freedom. Yeah, yeah. it's he- hedonism. There you go. And we're going to be talking more about that. This is pneumatology. It's a new word for me. It's maybe not an old a new concept, but please go tell a friend. Tell them to join us. We're going to be here in about two minutes for the next twenty minutes. Don't miss it. Hi, this is Matt Logaman with St. Joseph Radio with a great gift idea. A St. Benedict bracelet, a trendy accessory for men, women, and children that not only looks good on everyone's wrist, but is actually armor for the spiritual battlefield. This unique bracelet is handmade in Europe and contains 10 medals within the braided cord in the adult size and 7 medals in the children's size. On the front of each beautiful medal is St. Benedict holding a cross in his right hand, the object of his devotion. On the back of each medal is a cross. Surrounding the back of the medal and cross are the letters V. E-R-S-N-M-V-S-M-Q-L-I-V-B. In Latin reference, which translates, Be gone, Satan. Never tempt me with your vanities. What you offer me is evil. Drink the poison yourself. And finally, located at the top is the word Pax, which means peace. All bracelets come packaged with an informational card and the St. Benedict blessing, which your local priest can administer. This gift is for everyone you love and care about, including yourself. Available from St. Joseph Radio. Check the website at www.saintjosephradio.net. St. Joseph Catholic Radio is proud to announce the launch of SJEN-TV, the St. Joseph Evangelization Network. SJEN-TV is a premier online Catholic broadcasting network providing quality Catholic programming 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. We have programming such as live studio interviews, St. Joe's Java speaker presentations, current Catholic issues, and the pro-life series. We're featuring the many talented speakers out of Orange County, California, and this Archdiocese of St. Louis, Missouri including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen Nokemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to sjen.tv or on Roku, sjen.tv. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at sjen.tv. Welcome back. Uh, Again, I'm your host, Peter Karutz. We're here with Father Larry Huber. And Our, I, I, a lot of people pronounce it Huber. Uh, I, I, Germans <laughs> pronounce it H, the H-U-B-E-R as Huber. Yeah, yeah. And, and I used to get in trouble because I was a, a, a smart aleck, and I would call yeah. it Huber. Go- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it's Father Larry Huber. Hey, I just want to let you know, Father said uh, earlier that we did a program out a month ago on the Eucharist. It's really one not to be missed. And then this one, I think, is, is, is a good one on pneumatology, a new word for me and a new con- mm-hmm. not a new concept. But hey, I'll just remind everyone, you could get a copy of that program, this program on the Eucharist or a, and this one on pneumatology, or just by calling us at 636-447-6000, 636 636- Four four seven six thousand. We'd be happy to send it to you. Just help us with the postage a little bit. Also, coming up on the September twenty fifth. It's uh, just a little bit away. September twenty fifth is the Catholic Woman of the Year. There's going to be twenty women uh, vying for that particular awesome uh, that particular title. And let me say this: you know, these are great women, great examples. Mm-hmm. Come celebrate these women and 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 see what example they can give all of us. Again, Catholic Woman of the Year, September 25th. Call us at 636-447-6000. There's a few tickets still left. Um, and I get it. You know, during the uh, break, there was a, a, a little litany of people who are involved in uh, this ministry we have here, and uh, one of them was Father Mason. Yeah. And uh, and this is Father Huber here sitting at this table. 
there was a time, there was a day not too long ago where I sat at a little round table, and on my right was Father Hoover, and on my left was <laughs> Father Mason, and we sat around just like we're doing today, yeah, talking yeah. about great matters of faith, and yeah. that was at CTM. Yes, it was. Father, yeah. tell us a little bit about CTM. Yeah. So again, the Holy Spirit kind of moved on me to to help the men, and part of it was as a priest, I, I gave up marriage, right, and kicking and screaming. I might add too. Just, <laughs> when you're when you're when you're a heterosexual dude, you just want to start a family. I, I just, that's just what you want to do. And my, it worked out great for my parents. And, sure. and so, God, but God moved on me to become a priest. And I accept, I had to go over to the Holy Lands to say yes, to uh, complete. Yeah. I was in, a, I said yes to the seminary. And then I said, finally solidified my yes when I went over to the Holy Lands. And I thought, okay, well, if Jesus can do what he'd do, I guess I can sacrifice there you a little go. too. So, so that's how that worked. And so as a, as a, as a person who's lives a, a celibate life, you kind of are critical of married men. Yeah, well, you know, it's lots just, to be critical. I can do that better, even though we know that's <laughs> not true. Uh, and so, I, I just want our men to treasure what I gave up and what all uh, celibate guys gave up. Uh, and so, so then the Holy Spirit called me to start this community of transcendent men, and and through the the group of guys that are largely in Jefferson County. And in southern part of Jefferson County, we started an L10 board that, where we meet every Thursday. And then we, through that, then the last four years, we, we had this, the CTM event, which is the last Tuesday of the month at St. Joe's in Imperial. Father Dan Shaughnessy, who's a pastor down there, he, he is so gracious to make this wonderful facility, the Corpus Christi Center, available to us at 7 o'clock to 9. And he's so in, uh, on board with this. And he shows up on occasion, too. And we have some wonderful speakers. And then the, after the speakers, then we, of course, what do guys want to do? We want to share our opinions of what sure. we just heard, you know? Yeah. And so that's what we do then. And it's it's the last Tuesday of every month at St. Joseph Imperial. It starts from 7 to 9. So, and actually, uh, the um, the social hour begins at 6.30 if you want to show up a little bit earlier. And uh, again, St. Joseph's Imperial, you don't have to make a reservation. Nope. Just come show by. Up. It's It's a great event. You never have to worry about which Tuesday is it. It's yeah, the last, last Tuesday. Tuesday at St. Joseph's. And this uh, we last uh, uh, last month, which wasn't too was wasn't too far ago, we had a, a Deacon Keating uh, give his talk, and I think it's uh, that talk was just absolutely wonderful. It will be on our Catholic CTM website, and I think it's on the St. Joe website too, right? It'll be on there too. So because you guys are now helping us out, we're cooperating with each other, CTM and St. Joe's Radio. On 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 uh, on recording making, it. recording it yeah. yeah so anyway so they'll be on both websites and his talk was fabulous and then the end of this month the Tuesday the last Tuesday of this month we will have Steve Melosha uh-huh. who actually he and his wife uh, gave gave to the church two sons who are now priests oh wow and I think there might have been a third one but uh, he's got eight children and he's going to talk about how to keep your children. <laughs> Catholic. Oh my! So goodness. I don't know what parent or grandparent doesn't want to hear that talk. I got, oh, I got to tell you, you know, I, I've I've given a, a number of talks myself. And yeah. I, I remember in one series, I would take a little survey as to what is the greatest heartache that, that parents have, and of course, it, the one is losing a child. That's something you never recover from. But the most common heartache is that my children have left the church. Yeah. So that's an important one. That's a great one. It really a great is. one to do. And, you know, Father, thank you for your ministry, and thank you for what you've given mm-hmm. to God. And uh, in, in my own simple way as a married man, I'll, I'll tell you about the plate switch. So when my wife and I go out to dinner, 
we always know, I always know that there's the possibility of the plate switch because <laughs> if she doesn't like what she has and she likes what I have, we switch the plates. <laughs> Why? Because I want to give something good to yeah. my wife. I would never give her something bad. What yeah. you gave to our Lord in, in, by your uh, uh, life of celibacy, you give him something good, mm-hmm. right? We don't give, give up things and give them to God, things that are bad. There's something that is yeah. good. And you're helping us be better men. So thank you for We're that. Trying. It's a yeah. great thing. Yeah. And in the process, guess who's helped me become a better man? You know, all those CTM guys, those Catholic Transcendent Men guys, they're they're helped me become a better priest. So it's a win-win for both, and it's definitely a win for our our wives. Oh, my goodness, absolutely. The only way us men can be a better version of ourselves is by hanging out with other Christ-centered men. That's a truism. You know, uh, there was a survey done, and we'll get right back to our topic. There was a survey done by a, 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 a group that has men's groups all over the country. It's, it's called That Man Is You. And one of the surveys they did, uh, the number one um, response was from the wives of the men. This is a, a, a similar to this, yeah. a group of men that get together on a regular basis. There's a, a, a video or scripture and then a little bit of talk time. They say they don't know what's going on in there but we got better husbands yeah. and better fathers and better men. So that's what we need. Yeah, I, I tell the wives all the time. On occasion, somebody will say, well, how come you don't work on us? I'm like, because us, <laughs> us men, we're a hot mess. We need help. We need all the help we can get. I mean, you ladies are beautiful, and you're, you, know, you, you probably need help too, but yeah. the Holy Spirit just pulled me on, right. on this. So yeah, that's there you it. go. Mom yeah. is solid, right? You always have mom. That's we right. Can, we men can make the difference. Oh, we're, we're a mess. So, so yeah. CTM, last... Tuesday of the month, 7 to 9 at St. Joseph's Imperial. You're welcome. Yeah, and then just one more thing. I'm, I'm asking the, the the listening audience here to pray because we started a new program called oh. Men's Cross Training. And that's a... Uh, that's a It's a program designed for like a fall semester and a spring semester. Oh, cool. and, and basically you meet nine times. So the first three, like in, in St. Joe's and Imperial, we're meeting the first three... Thursdays of September, October, November, and then in the spring semester, we'll meet the first three October, uh, three three Thursdays in February, March, April, and it's designed to start on time and end on time. It's seven to eight, cool. and again, it's we're asking wives to release their husbands and say, just come for it's nine times per semester for an hour. Allow your husband to get their Christ-centered masculine support, yeah. and then go home. It ends at eight. It's seven to eight. Yeah. And and again, we we the CTM event, the monthly event was great, but we realized we need us guys more. need more. We do need. And more, so yeah. it's an hour for three times, and and we just started the next group in St. Francis County and oh, St. Jen County, yeah. and so and in both those counties, it's the first three Wednesdays of Got every it. month, and then we're going to move north to St. Louis County. So there you We're go. We're going to do a lot of that. So yep. anyway, call 636-447-6000. We'll, we'll give you details. Yeah. And we did talk about St. Peter Claver. <laughs> then we get right back to it. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow at St. Nicholas, there's going to be a celebration of St. Peter Claver Day, uh, mm. and it's sponsored by the Knights of Peter Claver. So think about that. St. Nicholas uh, tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, uh, you know, look, our church is so rich, right? It is. You know, we, we, you know, we say, I'm going to my church. Well, where is my church? My church is any Catholic church, yeah. right? So yeah. come celebrate with us if you can. One of the things I tell people when they're converting into, when they're coming into the church and converting, they're learning the church. I'm like, so when you come in this this RCA process, I'm just going to guarantee you're going to be overwhelmed. Yeah, right. I'm also going to guarantee you that that feeling never goes away. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed, and, and I'm 58 years old, and I've been in the seminary and and priest, and I'm constantly learning. 
you're always overwhelmed by the faith. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I always say I, I've learned more in the last five years than I did in the last 55, yeah. and it's it's true, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a getting more and more and more. Hey, back to our topic. Yeah. We've heard of Christology. Well, now we're talking about pneumatology. You got it. Did I say it right you finally? Got it. That's two in a row. Two in a row. That's... It'll never happen again. <laughs> pneumatology, which is the study of the Holy Spirit and yeah. grace and freedom. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, when you talk about Holy Spirit, the, the church has always brought in freedom with, with that. And so now the question is, what, what is true freedom? Yeah. Dr. John, or excuse me, Father John Cavanaugh, who passed away probably about eight or ten years ago, he was a Jesuit, uh, wonderful, faithful man, and he taught in, at, down at SLU, and he actually wrote in the review almost weekly for a long time, too. And I was when I was in a seminary, I took a class with him. So I'm like 28 years old, so Ben's 30 years plus, yeah. yeah. And um, actually, when I was about 25, I took the class with him. And he did this thinking exercise. I love thinking exercises. Oh, yeah. No I doubt. love them. So he did this thinking exercise. He said, okay, uh, class, and there's females and males there. There's seminarians and a few females in there. And he said, okay, uh, let's pretend there's three doors, door A, door B, and door C. Got it. And um, he said he asked for a volunteer and pick a door, and whatever's behind the door, you get it. So pick a door. Uh, door door A, B, and C? Yeah. I go, uh, go C. Okay, C. So then he says, okay, now let's pretend that you walk over to door C, and remember, whatever's behind that door, you I get, get it. I get it. Yeah. It's mine. And you open it up, and it's a hungry lion, and it mauls you. you oh, know, that's lovely. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, the question is, did you exercise your freedom? Oh, boy. And that's what, that was a thinking exercise that he offered for the class. And he contended, no, you didn't exercise your freedom because you have to know what's behind a door to truly exercise your freedom. Had you known behind door B was a pot of gold and door A was eternal salvation with Jesus and all the angels and saints, you probably would have picked those doors. And then you got to know what's the best good. Well, door A is the best good over the pot of gold, right? right. And so we have to know what the good is. And so in your freedom, you will always choose the good. Now, our brains might be warped, and, and, and so we might think that this is the good for us. We might think that this alcoholic beverage is the good for us, or this, this drug is good for us, or this, this prom- promiscuous life is good for us. We may think that, and then we're exercising our freedom. That's the challenge. And even people who commit suicide, uh, they think that that's the good. That's, that's their best good. They're weighing the goods, and this is my best option. And what we got to do as Christians, and what Jesus is trying to do for us through his church, is to teach us, no, this is the authentic good. And one of those goods is suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, that's an important good. And it's through suffering that we gain wisdom. So, so, so let, let's do. Let's let me repeat what you said because I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get it here. So, the, the the when I picked that door, there wasn't freedom because I didn't have all the information, mm-hmm. right? In order to have freedom, in order to choose exercise, yeah, exercise freedom, I have to know what I'm choosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why we we educate our con- conscience as well. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, we might want to have that 12th drink, but mm-hmm. that's not a good, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's what Satan does. So you got the two forces out there. They're way, way stronger than us, good and evil. 
And and Satan, he always works on lies. Mm. And 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 then and with a smattering of truth. With a smattering of truth, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. There's got to be a little touch of, of yeah. truth. Uh, and you know that Satan can't create on his own. Right. So he takes the good, and then perverts it. Right. So, like for example, it's it's a it's a gift from God that we can fly, and we can connect to to people. But yet Satan on 9-11, which we're going to be celebrating, the, yeah. or celebrating we're going to uh, well, recognize yeah. the, the 21st anniversary of that, Satan, evil, took over that and turned into something evil, took the good and, and turned into something evil. Uh, the good of sexuality is a beautiful gift from God, but Satan takes it and perverts it, and he, it's a lie. So you're right. There's always good. There's always some smattering of truth, but then uh, Satan takes it and bends it. And he does bend it in such a way. I was at the uh, uh, birthright uh, event uh, this past week, and uh, you know the the corollary or the opposite, if you will, to pro-choice of of to pro-life, of course, is pro-choice. Yeah. And what could sound better than pro-choice? Yeah. Right. But our but Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, right? But the and there was plenty of protesters there. So you know, but the the point there is, if the person making the choice, like the doors, do not fully understand the consequences. There, there isn't a choice, there or isn't. there's coercion. There is a survey that went out that said that, and this was conducted by Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. all right, of pro, post-abortive women. Eighty-five percent of them mm-hmm. said that if one person had supported their choice in life. They wouldn't have done it. Wow. Now, that's something I did not know. No choice. Wow. They, the, the choice is not there. It isn't pro-choice. It's it, No it's, choice. It's no choice, right? So we need to have be fully informed or else we can't make a, a valid choice. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, that is great. That's a, that's, it really highlights what Satan it's does. It's coercion, right? Yeah. And that's what Satan is doing. They're putting a little smattering of truth and completely making something horrible out of yeah. such a good... And conversely, too, what does the Knights of Columbus do? They they put out these uh, sonograms everywhere mm-hmm. and just try to say, hey, just just look what you got in there. Ninety-two percent of women who see their child in the the sonogram yeah. choose life. Ninety-two. Wow. And by Missouri law, there has to be a sonogram before there's an abortion. Mm-hmm. But they never show it to the woman. No. It's that lack of Choice, choice, lack of informed choice. Yeah. There is no the freedom is not diminished. There. It's not there. Yeah, it's not there, and and that's the beauty about it. There was a and now these sonograms are the imagery crazy, is huh? Crazy, oh. awesome, man. I I love YouTube being sonograms. Yeah, gosh, it's just wow. That is so beautiful. Yeah. These, these babies and it. If uh, again, like you said, God bless the Knights of Columbus for putting out these sonograms and they keep raising more and more money to try to buy sonograms and make them available in front of Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And how, how evil Planned Parenthood is. I mean, it's, uh, again, Satan moves on that planned parenthood. Yeah. That's not parenthood. No. Parenthood is having the child. Right. So, yeah, we got that going on there, too. Yeah. So, yeah, what, what the church is trying to do is, is get people to understand what are the what what is the good? What is the good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where Jesus comes in because he's he's the, the the good of all goods. And and Jesus then, if you understand Christ as the the true good, then it makes everything else even more good in in, in that. So 
That's what we're trying to do, and, that, and then we need the Holy Spirit then, the grace of the Holy Spirit, to continue to help us with understanding that good, and that's where the Church comes in there. I, I remember reading Veritatis Splendor, Archbishop mm-hmm. Rosansky re- made references to that uh, on a couple of his pastor pens, and it, it's one of the most awesome encyclicals I think there is out there. There's a lot of good ones, though. Yeah. And he talked about how important it is that we educate our, our, um, our will— and and then the ch- and use the church to to do the best job of, of educating your 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 longing for things, and that's so important that we t- continue to learn about the church and the Holy Spirit helps the church, and, and to to understand things and to teach the world. The Holy Spirit's here to help us with that. Yeah. So, and then what what is the what is the response? What is the uh, the um, ramifications of the Holy Spirit? But graces, and we just need those graces to understand the good. And to help us not be schnookered into to the, the the big lie that is Satan, we just need that there. So, yeah, yeah. the Holy Spirit is doling out these these graces, no no doubt about it. Uh, this is Saint, and I need some grace to keep yeah. on time. This is Saint Joseph Radio presents coming to you live from Saint Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West. We're talking about pneumatology, you got which it is three the, times the, in a row, now. three times in a row, the study of the Holy Spirit. We're here with Father Larry Huber, yeah. Larry Huber. Larry Huber. There you go. Yeah, You're getting right. it. I am. I am. All right. So we have a we have another few minutes left. So we got to remember too what an awesome gift the Holy Spirit is and the graces. It's a free gift from God to enlighten our minds and our hearts, and to bring the the mind and the heart together as one, if you will. But obviously, they're never going to be. Yeah. But to to join them in this great unity to have a great love for God. And the greater you make your love for God and, and everything else, the greater you love everything else that God has given us, and the more appreciation you have. And remember, too, our hearts, as, as, uh, as St. Augustine says, my heart is not, not, um, is not satisfied. Is restless. Restless until, until we get to God. And, and our, we have a divine hopefulness that we want. Even an atheist, I, I would contend, has this divine longing, and certainly we Christians have that divine longing, and we just, with that divine longing and hope and promise, we can't get there without divine help. That's right. the key there. Right. And so with, with God's graces, and especially the, the, the most important way we get that divine help is through the sacraments. Mm-hmm. I mean, that... That's the sacraments are so important, and it really helps us to be aware of those divine graces as as we're going through the sacraments, as we're there at the Eucharist, and as we we receive the, God's forgiveness with the sacrament of the reconciliation. It just helps us to be aware of what is happening, mm-hmm. and then those graces take over and, and help us grow stronger. All the more, the more we're aware of it. I think it was uh, Father Ful- uh, uh, Bishop Fulton Sheehan. He made the comment that. The more we're, we uh, we're aware of our our freedom to cooperate with the God's grace, the more than it helps us. In. There, you said it. That was the word I was I was waiting for, looking yeah. for. You know, when we talk about grace, it's a it's a word that's used across the Christian uh, universe, if you will. But as a Catholic, there's always another shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about grace, it's like being out in the rain, right? Yeah. But I can put an umbrella up in a, in a raincoat, and I will I won't I won't get wet. You know, God will allow us to ignore His grace. Yeah. But in the Catholic sense of grace, it presumes or hopes 
for action. It does, right? yeah. We, we, the grace is coming to us. We have the right to say no, freedom. We have the right to say yes. And I think that is maybe the, the biggest change in m- my life from my younger half to my older half is, you know, I, I think I always had a great faith. I always went to church, right? I always had a prayer life. Even when I was not living a great life, yeah. I, I, still was, I still was looking to God for, for, for help, if you will. And that's a St. Augustine thing, too. He was living a terrible lifestyle, but he had that longing. You have that yeah, longing, yeah. right? And, and it's God who's after you. It isn't me who's after God. God is after me. But at one point, at some point, you have to say, I'm going to say yes, yeah. and let's see what happens. Yeah, and yeah. that's what we're looking for for grace. God is showering it on us, but now do something with it. Yeah, and, and so we talked about St. Augustine. How about St. Thomas Aquinas and his famous words, grace builds on our, on our nature. Yeah. And so when we talk about the, the supernatural, it helps us understand the natural. And, and here's an example for me. What, what is my nature? I'm a competitive dude, and I'm an aggressive guy. I, I'm God. Uh, I was raised by a daddy that ma- we played sports. I played football. We, I, we just celebrate the 40th anniversary of our state championship uh, mm. my senior year. Yeah. So I got that aggressiveness in me. And even at 58, it's weighed a little bit, but it's right. still there. Yeah. And so I got to help. I got to understand my nature to help God's graces. So what is that? Well, when I'm out there on the highway, as soon as I get in the car, and I get out on the highway. I gotta set the. I gotta use the the cruise to set it on, the speed limit, because otherwise, if I don't, my natural um, aggressiveness will be, be zooming in out of cars. And when I do that, I'm helping God's graces. I'm understanding my nature, and God's graces is flowing in me. So again, grace builds on nature. Sometimes. Uh, we have a miracle where it actually changes our nature. Like, for example, yeah. when Lazarus was raised from the dead, he, right. the nature was he was dead, now he's now, alive. Right. But most of the time, grace builds on our nature. And so in order to understand God's graces better and, and how they work on us, we got to understand our nature better to help God's graces work on us better. Absolutely. Well, you know, we, we started off just uh, learning a new word, right? We started off <laughs> with Christology, and then we went to... Pneumatology, but uh, in the half a minute or so, we, we don't have a half a minute. I'll just tell you, there's a great <laughs> video. It's called When Socrates Meets Jesus. He's a, a, a Greek philosopher, and you yep. re- alluded to him, who came to the conclusion that there was only one God, and they put him to death for it. But look, look it up on YouTube. It's what, When Socrates Meets Jesus. gives you a lot about Christology, but we did pneumatology. This is grace flowing through us and giving us more freedom, not less. Yeah. The freedom of choice is the freedom to choose what we ought, as John and Paul said. And the good. And the good. Father, in the few moments we have, would you give us a, a final blessing? And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless everybody listening. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Come back and see us next week. It'll be great. And remember, say yes to the Holy Spirit.
are listening to St. Joseph Radio Presents from the Rome of the West, St. Louis, Missouri. If you would like to join us in our evangelization efforts, you can order a copy of today's broadcast or any of our past programs by visiting us on our website, stjosephradio.net. That's S-A-I-N-T, josephradio.net. Or call us, 636-447-6000. It's all at your fingertips to help us evangelize the world, bringing the good news of Christ to everyone you meet and change one soul at a time. Thank you for your prayers and support. Until next time, may God bless you and your family. This has been a presentation of St. Joseph Radio Presents. Well, that was it. Come back and listen to it if you didn't hear it the first time. We're talking about pneumatology, to study the Holy Spirit, which is broader and bigger than we could ever say, but it's grace, right? The Holy Spirit is giving us grace yeah. to take away our freedom. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not the case. Yeah. And we, we had this uh, bastardization of what, what freedom is. But when you talk about grace, you can't help but to talk about freedom. Yeah. And the grace is actually accentuates our freedom by helping us choose the good. And we use that example of uh, if you had to pick two door, three doors, it'd be good to know what's behind those doors right. before you choose one. And uh, if one door has eternal salvation, the other door has something awful that might jump out and get you, you're going to pick. you got, you got to know what's behind the door. You have to be able to choose, choose the good, good or yeah. else there isn't any freedom. So yeah. God gives us grace to choose the good. And to understand the good, too. And to understand the yeah. good. Well, you got to listen to the whole program. So do it and come back and listen to us next time. <laughs>